You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 33. And today we're talking about how to market your business, focusing on service rather than selling. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm super excited to be hanging out with you here today. Now, before we go any further, if you haven't listened to last week's bonus episode with Karen Battersby, I totally suggest that you go back and hear her story of how she was in a traditional business, very successful. She was in a a restaurant business and earning over seven figures and really was struggling with her health. She shares her story about how she has transitioned into her freedom-based business. So that's episode 32. Go back and have a listen if you haven't. But today we're talking about the Service First Framework how you can market your business focusing on service rather than focusing on selling. So today's featured expert is Ellie Natoli, and she'll be taking us through the framework. So without further ado, let's welcome Ellie into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Today, I'm being joined here by Ellie Natoli, and we're going to be talking about the Service First Framework. So welcome to the show, Ellie. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for having me here. Such a pleasure. We had a little great conversation before we started recording and I'm very excited to be diving into your service-first framework. It just sounds like such a beautiful, natural and authentic way to sell. And let's face it, if we're not selling, we're not in business, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, why don't we just like state the obvious right up front? Exactly. Oh, awesome. Before we jump in, why don't you just give us a brief intro into the kinds of people that you work with and the outcomes that you help them achieve. Absolutely. So the people that I work with is anybody who has any type of product or service. So um, coaches, authors, speakers, any kind of service providers um, who are, you know, trying to sell their service or their products, whether it's online trainings, whether it's their coaching services, this framework will help, um, will help all of them. And uh, basically what I do is I, you know, from the get-go, when I was struggling and trying, was trying to grow my own business and I was trying to scale my business, I realized that, uh, you know, there's a lot of focus on the money part of thing. As entrepreneurs, that's what we really focus on. And, um, and there, a lot of us 
also get sort of um, down into this tactical stuff. Um, every day we wake up and we're thinking, oh my God, what, what do I need to publish a blog post? Do I need to send email blasts? And all of that, and coupled with all that information that's out there, gets everybody so overwhelmed and so confused. So my goal with a framework that I've come up with is to, you know, for a way for um, entrepreneurs to be able to know exactly what to do day to day without being confused, without being overwhelmed. So that way they can grow their um, business, they can scale and they can be profitable. Beautiful. Love it. So what was your first business? Why don't you start there? How did tell, Take us on the journey of how you transitioned going from an entrepreneur who was struggling to bring in revenue to being able to come up with this service-first framework. Absolutely. So um, my husband and I, we were running a web design and web development company. And uh, at the time, the only way that I knew how to get clients, how to get projects was using old, outdated marketing tactics, right? Showing up to networking events, uh, referrals, uh, cold calling, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And um, because it was just the two of us, um, we were either, you know, out there trying to network and doing all these, um, you know, outdated marketing tactics, or as soon as we would get projects, it would just be the two of us, right? Head down, just working. So we constantly went through the cycles of overwhelm and struggle of, you know, being overworked to just stress and anxiety because, you know, we were head down working and we weren't really out there looking for projects and clients. And, you know, the projects were ending and we were had this anxiety of where the ne next project is going to come from. So it went from that overwhelm of being overworked to anxiety of, oh, my God, where's the next project going to come from? And that was our life, you know, day in, day out for years until it just got to be too much. So then I decided, you know what, something has to change. Either we got to make this work or we got to go back and, you know, maybe go back to the corporate environment that we were in before, you know, before we started our own business. So then I decided to learn everything, you know, about online marketing. And as I got into online marketing and I, you know, um, decided to follow all the gurus out there and decided to, you know, learn and listen, I just fell in love with online marketing. And then I, I realized that for us, the best way to get us out of where we were was by creating online training um, courses. So that's where my entire journey started. So, um, and then that was an, in itself was another struggle, four years of trying to figure out how are we going to sell our training courses. And um, so that's how, you know, um, by trying and testing and tweaking and, you know, showing up on webinar after webinar and reading blog posts after blog posts and taking training courses and finally got to the point where I thought, okay, now I have a system that works. And that's where the Service First Framework was born. Love it. And, you know, it's quite interesting and it's a theme that comes up with people that I interview all the time that... The, the, the moment that we change and change our course is a time where our back's totally up against the wall. And I find this so intriguing and I'm exactly the same. We're all exactly the same that wouldn't it be so much easier if we could course correct before our back was against the wall, but we don't, right? We always get to that point where we're just like, oh my goodness, I cannot do this anymore. The pain's just too, too much. Too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that pain though, that, you know, that that pain, that struggle is when, that's when you actually, for whatever reason, you have to get there before you then become desperate enough to look for a solution. So you came up with the, the service first framework and it was interesting. I was just, uh, I went to see Gary Vee just yesterday 
and he was ah. <laughs> he was talking about this intention of giving value and being of service before you think about the sale where a lot of people and I'm sure we've all been caught in this too every single one of us of concentrating on the sale first so are you able to take us through this framework and break it down for us so that we can implement this in our, in our business? Absolutely. Um, Samantha, before I do that, one thing that, um, and I'm glad you just mentioned that, one thing that I wanted to touch on is, um, you know, the, only, the reason that I, you know, decided to approach and set up this, you know, approach my entire sale journey by using the service first framework was, is because at the time when I was following all those gurus out there, to me, they all came across very pushy and salesy. In a lot of ways, you know, what they, to me, when I was following them and I was listening to them, it felt like what they were really doing was they were just repackaging the same information, right? That they had heard somewhere else. They were repackaging and they were selling it. So they were just selling information. Mm -hmm. So from the get go, and that was our biggest differentiator. That that's the reason, you know, we were selling the same thing as millions of the people were selling. But the reason that we were able to stand out and we were able to, um, you know, to sell at the level that we are, you know, we've been able to, is because I that didn't feel right to me. The biggest thing for me was that I wanted to make sure that the value that people got from whatever they bought from us was way over, way, you know, more than the money they paid for it, right? So yep. that was that was a differentiator. So, um, and that's how I sort of go through the entire um, the client attraction journey in the service framework as well. Yeah, so and actually, I just want to jump in there too. You, what you're talking about there that it feels spammy and, and I was saying that, you know, we've all been there. I just wanted to actually touch on the fact that we've all been there is because we are not sure of a different way to do it because the way that we market online is very different generally to the way we do it offline because we don't realize that it's actually the same thing. So we get a little bit confused and that's where, it, because you haven't got someone that's standing right there giving you feedback and whether that's feedback in words or in body language or whatever it is, it can be very tricky and, you know, we, some, we feel icky mm -hmm. and often, as you were saying, you know, it feels icky from your side, but quite often, it, and, you know, and in most instances, it doesn't feel right from our end either. It's just that we don't understand or know how to do it differently. Absolutely. And I think there are a lot of also, like I said, so-called gurus who are giving bad advice to people as well. You know, I have people who direct message me on Facebook and they try to, you know, start this nat to the, in their mind, it's just a natural conversation like, hi, how are you doing? And they try to, you know, act like they're genuinely interested in what I do, but really bottom line, what they're doing, they've, this is what they've learned, you know, what they're trying to do is sneaking their, whatever they're selling. And mm. then they get really pushy about it too. <laughs> so, and it's not their fault. This is the way they've been told by those so-called gurus to, you know, go out there, direct message people, try to act natural. And, but people see through that. People see through that. And what you're doing is you're actually running yourself ragged. You're exhausting yourself. And emotionally and mentally it must be exhausting as well because 
people see through that. You're not really able to sell at the level that you should be selling because people should, you should have a system. You should have a way for people to come to you and they, you know, to realize that they need your services. They should come up, you know, on their own term, realize they need your services instead of you trying to being out there and push your service and products onto them. Unfortunately, again, it's, it's not their fault. They're just being, you know, given this bad advice. And that's exactly what I was going to say. None of us go out there and do something wrong on purpose. So, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't think that anyone is doing anything wrong. We're just doing the best with what we have at the time, right? Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Beautiful. All right. So let's jump into the framework. Having people attracted to you sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So there are four parts, very, very simple, four parts to this framework. First is attract, attracting the right leads. Second part is engaged in them. Um, So they, you know, finding ways to engage with them authentically. Third part is nurturing them. And then the last part is converting them. Mm -hmm. So all of that is really at, at the core of all of that is a great content um, creation, right? So your content is at the core of all these four stages. So what you're doing at the beginning, you, you actually try, what I tell people to do is no matter what you're selling, right? Whatever product or service you're selling at the end of it, you know, if you think about it, it's really an answer to somebody else's prayer, right? Someone's going on and thinking, oh my God, I wish I could find a way to, you know, to end this struggle, or I wish I knew how to do X, Y, Z, right? So your solution, your product is an answer to someone else's prayer. Mm-hmm. And whatever that your solution is, it's never going to be like this one, you know, step thing, right? No matter what you're selling, it's never going to be, you know, you just go do this one thing and your problem is going to go away, Right. You, that, you no matter what you're selling, you're actually walking your prospects through a series of steps. Okay? Yes. They have to do something first and then, you know, another, let's say you're, you're a speaker, like, and you want to teach other people how to do public speaking. You got to walk them through a series of steps so they can become public speakers as well, right? Maybe they need to work on their mindset first or look for speaking engagements or uh, figuring out how to structure the talk. So, you know, all these steps that you walk them through. So basically, you got to do that work at the beginning. You got to take a step back and figure out exactly what solution you offer to your people and um, what are those steps that you do them, what what steps you take them through to take them from where they are to where they need to be to have that big transformation. Yeah. And those steps, once you become clear on those steps, that becomes your basically where you go for content, right, for your content strategy. So then you pick content from those steps to create, um, you know, from the beginning part of your process, you pick content pieces and that those could be blog posts, those could be, you know, videos, Facebook lives, what, whatever feels comfortable to you, whatever um, that speaks to your audience. So you got to figure out where your audience um, is hanging out and yes. what kind of content you know, resonates with them best. And you create that form of content using your own process. So that's the first step to attract them. You know, a lot of people um, create their content sort of randomly. Yes. They, you know, they just wake up one day and say, oh, I have this inspiration to create this piece of content. But the thing is, you have to walk your audience through a set of you know, steps, through a path that ultimately leads them to that bigger transformation, which is your service or product. And so by doing this work, by thinking about what your solution is, by um, sort of breaking it down into those steps, you're able to 
make sure that you are walking them through that path. That makes sense. It does. And I think you you talked about creating content about for where your audience is hanging out. But I think it's also really important to create content that has you shining in your your genius. You know, we Mm. all know that video gets more traction and, and especially live video. But if you're super, super, super nervous and you haven't started creating content yet or you create content, you know, just sporadically, then you're mm-hmm. better off to do some, you know, if, if, geni- if writing is your genius, then it's mm-hmm. okay to start there and move towards video because obviously we do want to be creating in, in lots of different ways. But if, if writing is what's going to get you from not creating it to getting going and getting some momentum, then just give yourself permission to do what is going to have you moving forward and taking the next step. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever is comfortable for you and whatever that, you know, you, you know that. And also like depending on your content, you know, sometimes written blog posts will go a long way than if you did that same content in, let's say, Facebook Live. So it all depends. And you got you to gotta look at all those, you know, all these things to totally. be able to create the right content. So that's, that's the first step in attracting, right? Mm-hmm. To create mm-hmm. that content and position it in places where your audience hangs out. The next step is you want to engage with them. And the way that you do that is by creating these freebies where they, you can get them on your email list. Now, again, a lot of times people go about creating their freebies randomly as well. Yes. Um, you know, they, they just don't know like, okay, and the term that I always hear is, you know, just create this valuable offer. And I hate that. When I hear mm. that, I really hate it. Because valuable is such a subjective term, right? What's valuable to you might not be valuable to somebody else. So how totally. do you even know what's valuable? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, you know, don't think about, you know, that, that term valuable. The, the way that you know what kind of freebie that you're going to use, that's going to be actually the right type that's going to engage your ideal buyer is go back to that process that you did at the beginning, like your process, those step-by-step, you know, process that you take your clients, your, um, you know, your customers through to get them that solution. Again, pick another piece from that and create your freebie from there. But whatever you create has to be related to that content piece that they interacted with, mm-hmm. right? It can't be random. So if they, if you had created, let's say, an article, a blog post about meditation, then you can give them another, you know, step further help by maybe creating a meditation track like that they can download and listen to. So it has to be related to that piece of content that they read or they interacted with or they listened, you know, watched or listened. Um, that way you, you know, show up looking like the authority of that person who's actually trying to help them. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that you need to be very clear on the problems that your product solves so mm-hmm. you reverse engineer backwards and make sure that you're dropping the breadcrumbs um, actually leading to the product. So you're taking Absolutely. them from the problem to the promise of the um, solving what your, what your product does. So you, and, yeah, it's just like Hansel and Gretel. We're just dropping the breadcrumbs along the way so that you know where you're going. Absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, there's, there's this path, right? You're basically what you're doing is you're taking your prospects by hand and you're leading down this path, which ultimately where it leads is your solution, your mm-hmm. ultimate solution, which is your product or service. That's exactly right. 
Perfect. And, and, and the, the beauty about, uh, you know, the way that you're creating these freebies, um, the, the way that you're going about it, because you're walking them through the specific path, is every time that interact, they, your prospects interact with your content, whether they just you know, read a blog post and then they downloaded your, that freebie that was related to that blog post, every interaction they have with you, their confidence keeps going up, right? Mm. Because every piece of content will, will get them closer to that end goal because you're going back to that process, right? Yeah. Because if you've already, you know, broken down all these into step-by-step actionable stuff that they need to do to get to that ultimate solution. So every time they interact with your content, they actually get to um, remove a little bit of, of that bigger, you know, struggle, right? They get a solution to that bigger problem, basically. So every time they do that, their confidence in themselves go up. And not only that, their confidence in you goes up too. Right. Yeah, well, that confidence will turn into trust, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah, they, they've, they, not only they, you know, become confident that they can do this, they can action, they can get results. They also become confident that you are the one who's going to lead them there. And then that's how they trust you. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's, that's the um, engagement part. Now you have them on your email list. Now becomes the nurture part, right? Mm-hmm. Again, you go back to that process again. You look at the steps you've, you know, you've outlined and you take again three or four of those steps and you create emails around those. So it's the same concept, right? Every time they get an email from you, they're getting another little piece of solution to that bigger you know, solution they're looking for or removing that problem from their bigger problem. And so, you know, you follow, you follow through with each of these. And within each email, the way I tell people is you basically want to have three things inside each email. Mm-hmm. Number one, you want to state a problem, right? Because a lot of times people don't know something's a problem until you actually tell them that that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so you state that problem. And the second part of your email should be, um, you know, you want to evoke an emotion, right? Tell them what happens if they don't solve that problem or what happens if they do solve the problem, right? So evoke an emotion for them. And then the third part of your email should be a solution, like a tip that you give to them and say, okay, you're going to go do this to solve this problem. Mm. So your email should have this type of format in them. And in each of these emails, you know, once you go through these parts, at the end, what you do is then you say, well, if you, you know, you've this is if you want to remove that bigger problem or if you want to get to that ultimate solution, I have good news for you. And basically, you point them to the direction of your product or service. And that's how, as they're reading through your emails and every time they're reading each of your emails and they're, again, you're removing smaller problem from their bigger problem. Um, again, I'm going to go back to that speaking engagement example I gave, right? So mm-hmm. if you have broken your steps and s- let's say the first step was the mindset, the next step that you did was, you know, how to structure your talks. The next step is, you know, how to, um, you know, look for talks, so on and so forth. So every time they get content from you, now you just showed them all these different things that, you know, by the time they get to the fourth or, you know, fifth email, you know, they've not only been able to have the right mindset and not only know how to look for, you know, how to come up with a correct talk, how to structure their talks, how to look for talks. Of course, you know, when you say I have this bigger solution for you where you can go ahead and sign up for this coaching service where I'm going to actually help you get, you know, I don't know, six talks every year. 
they want to do that. They would, you know, want to jump on that offer because, they, you know, every time they've interacted with your content, they've gotten results from it. And that understanding that you're the authority in that space, that you totally know what you're talking about because you've helped them get those quick wins along, along the way. Absolutely. So like I said, it's, it's absolutely, it's extremely simple. There's nothing to it, but it just comes out of, you know, place of service. And, and the, this whole framework only works if, you know, everything that you do, you put yourself out of that, right? You don't do this me marketing and you really think about your audience because what happens is a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you know, obviously we went into business for the money, right? We, it's not a hobby like you said at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and that unfortunately colors everything that we do throughout the day, that anxiety, that stress of where is money going to come from? Where is my customers and clients are going to come from? That dictates what we do day to, you know, hour to hour, day to day. But if, you know, you could just try to put that out of your mind. And I know asking people to do that, it's like telling them, no, don't breathe, right? It's such a hard thing to say. Don't think about money. Don't think about customers. But if you really do that, if you really, you know, say, you know what, for this entire 30 days, I'm going to challenge myself to not think about getting customers or clients. I'm just going to you know, just focus on how I'm going to serve my audience and everything that you put out there, you do it with an intention of you're out there to help them. You want to lead them to a better life. If you do that and if you position all your, you know, everything that you put out there, all your content in this way that I outlined to attract, engage, nurture, and convert, you will see by, you know, not even 30 days, you will see that all of that will just happen automatically all by itself. Totally. So what about, does this framework work for, are we able to speed up the process? So you were talking about, you know, the, those times where you're sitting at home and you're saying, oh my goodness, I've got bills to pay right now. What if we haven't even started using this service for first framework? Is there any way to speed this process up? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I hear what you're saying. At the end of the day, I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, Every entrepreneur is doing something, right? They're out there doing social posts. Um, they're out there creating email blasts. They're out there creating content blog posts. Whatever it is, I mean, they have methods that they're out there and creating these things. So all you need to do, all I'm asking them to do is just keep that in mind when they're creating that content. Totally. Um, you know what I mean? So um, as they're, I mean, they don't need to do anything else, but as they're, they're already doing these things, right? They're already out there. For example, if you're part of, if your primary method is going into other Facebook groups and interacting with their audience, that's fine. If that's how you get clients, that is totally fine, but do it in a way that is from service. Okay. So what I'm hearing in all of this, just to break it down, is to speed up the process all you need to do is be more outcome focused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. beautiful. Because you're dead right. Everyone's out there creating, creating, creating. We know that that's what we should be doing, but it's about being absolutely on point and keeping that same message going out all the time. So we're educating our audience what it is we do and how we can solve these people's problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, the, the, the biggest problem um, that people have, entrepreneurs have, is day-to-day, -day, even though they're busy, even though they're creating, because they don't really have any type of framework, they don't really know what the end goal is, they're just out there creating. 
That's all mm. it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you actually approach it from this perspective that I'm saying, if you, if you use this, you know, go back to your process and whatever you're doing is go back to, you know, what is your step-by-step -step process that you give to, to give that solution to your um, clients. And if you use that, then you actually remove that overwhelm from your own life as well. Yeah, isn't that beautiful piece right there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and not only that, you know, you're not creating random content. You're not, you're creating relevant content that is useful to your own audience, that is, that is going to attract your ideal buyers to you. Love it. From random to relevant. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I know. Right? How cool is that? <laughs> I love that. It's so cool. So we've got the first step being attract, which is creating the content that comes from the steps that we use to take people from their problem that they've got to being able to solve their problem or to your product. The second step is authentically engaging with the people in your world by freebies so that they're getting more confidence and the end result is that they trust you more. The third piece is nurturing those clients. So using email sequences that help them to understand that you can solve their problem. I love that. I've got good news for you. I think that's, that was beautiful. Uh, and then number four, converting those by, by helping people to understand this is what the next step is. Absolutely. The way I say it to people is your conversion should really come across not as pushy or salesy, but more like, you know, another tip, right? Another, you know, another step to get them to their ultimate solution, to ultimate transformation. So approach it from that perspective instead of, you know, shoving like bye, bye, bye in front of their faces. Well, totally. Because at the end of the day, our product is there to help solve someone's problem. And by us not helping to educate our audience, which means they don't take our product, we're doing a disservice to them by not helping them to, to get the transformation that they actually want. And when we can come from the intention of helping them to solve their problem, the sale is just part of the story. It's not the end of the story. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and like what you touched on, I absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a really great point. When you're actually not putting yourself out there in the best possible way that you should be, what you really, you know, worse than not getting clients or making money, worse than that to me is that you're actually leaving your ideal people hanging. They're you yes. know, leaving them struggling because they, you know, maybe they came to you, they, they, they showed up on your website or they, you know, they're on your Facebook group or Somehow they're interacting with you, but you're not giving them the right reasons for them to take the next step with you to get to that ultimate solution. To me, worse than all of that is that you left your people struggling. Yeah. And, you know, we all do what we do, I believe. that All entrepreneurs at, at the end of the day, well, the ones that are in our world anyway, they mm -hmm. do it because they absolutely love helping people. And mm -hmm. when we think about this, that, we, that we're actually, by just leaving them hanging, we're not helping them, we're leaving them in struggle, like that would keep us awake at night knowing that we've done that, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Because we've, mm -hmm. we want to help as many people as possible. That's a really great point that you made. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Now, I believe that you've got an ebook on that helps people Actually, I'll let, I'll let you, you've got an ebook. Why don't you tell us about it? I'll leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. 
So I have I have an ebook that actually um, what I call it is convert um, abandoning visitors into subscribers, which basically outlines step by step. Uh, that um, sort of um, step-by-step process that you can go through to set up your content so you can um, make sure that the visitors who show up on your website or interact with you, you can turn them into subscribers. Um, you can get that ebook on my website at elinatoli.com slash convert. Um, it's E-L-I-N-A-T-O-L-I dot com slash convert. Love it. And that, that's a free ebook. So jump in, grab that and start to convert your visitors that, that go to your website into leads. That's fantastic. Ellie, is this a passing, is there a, um, a passing comment or tip that you would like to leave our listeners with today? I think the, the, the biggest thing that has helped me throughout my journey has been um, just being consistent. Um, so whatever that, whatever that you do, just be consistent. If your main method of getting clients is through social media, make sure you do it consistently. If your main method is emails, make sure you do it consistently. Because one of the struggles that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is that they, you know, they sort of embarked on one journey and they do it for a little bit and then they don't see results and then they switch to and go try something else. And that, that's all they're doing. They're just jumping from one solution to another solution to another solution. And it's not going to give you the result that you're after. So whatever that you're doing, just be consistent. You can tweak, you can test, but don't give up. Just keep going till you finally, whatever you know that method is, it's actually working before you go to another method. I absolutely love that. And I think it is the best tip ever. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Be consistent. And if you're, you know, do whatever it takes to be consistent, write down what days you're going to send your emails or what days you're going to write your blog posts and just stick at it. I've seen stats saying that it takes two years to grow a blog, but most people blog for, you know, a couple of months and say, oh, it's not working. And they, and they move away from it. Um, so yeah, be consistent. Love it. Ellie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for taking us through your service first framework. Um, I hope that all of you that are listening implement this in your business because it's just such a authentic and natural way to sell. And like we said, right at the beginning, we need to sell to turn what we love from a hobby into a business. So thanks so much for joining us here today, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me. Are you ready to say yes to creating a thriving freedom business in 2019? I'm talking about the kind of business that gives you the income that allows you the freedom to create a life you love while creating a global impact. If that's you, the doors to Business Success Academy are about to open. Head to samanthariley.global forward slash success to be the first to be notified when the doors are open.